Welcome to Anything Goes. I'm your five wing four host, Madison. I'm your nine wing one host, Caden. And uh. we're talking about um, the Enneagram in mm-hmm. this podcast where we talk <laughs> about the Enneagram. Yep. I'm just going to jump in with our, inf- um, our intro. Um, so we were going to try and pre-record a bunch of episodes like last month. And we mentioned that last time. Um, and then life got in the way. And so we're pre-recording them this month. So I'm still going to give the date that we're actually recording this in case some like crazy, like you shouldn't don't, don't even don't even jinx it. Why? Uh, Why? The world's going to end tomorrow now just because you said that. Listen, I after 2020, I can't because it's still rolling over. Like there was the like Georgia um, dude, uh, the hate crime Asian uh, have you seen that? That was very intense. Oh. The Chauvin trial happening yeah. this week, that was also very intense. Yeah. It's just been a very intense week. It's been in- it's been an intense year in like three months. Like, or, well, I guess no, because kind of the COVID stuff happened. Well, no, there was some weird stuff happening at the beginning of 2020 because there was like, is World War Three happening? That kind of stuff. I'm going to claim that it has been an intense lifetime. Honestly, you know what? You're kind of right. Because like. I feel like we just hit the ground running with this one. Like I. Yeah. Our. Specifically around our age. Because like we kind of were very young with like 9-11 and shit like that. And so it's just been. We've just been trucking through. (laughs) Yeah. mass school shootings and just all of that that's global climate change yeah it's 52 degrees today and on monday there was a snowstorm yeah mm-hmm. it was like it was 80 degrees for us well 78 78 degrees for us wednesday was it wednesday no wait not this past wednesday the wednesday before that because we had a day off so it's a mess. But yeah, so we're recording this on March 18th, 2021. So if shit hits the fan after that and we don't talk about it and we don't talk about it for like six months, um, that's because we're going to try and pre-record a bunch of episodes. Um, so a <laughs> couple of warnings. Um, we are not safe for work. So might want to listen with Put those headphones, headphones in. in. Yep. Yeah. Um, we're not Christian. Uh, we're very gay and LGBTQ friendly. And we are not Enneagram professionals, just Enneagram enthusiasts. Um, yeah. We read books uh, on occasion. And, you read uh, books. <laughs> I, I skim. Yeah. It's what college taught me. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll go ahead and let you introduce our Patreon. Um, So we do have a Patreon if you would like to support our content. Um, If you want more of it, uh, there are three different tiers that you can give at. The contributor is $5. Um, I think it's set up as monthly, but there's obviously no expectation for you to continue. If you want to give a one-time donation, go ahead. We appreciate any and all monetary contributions. Um, you can also give at a $12 level, 
And if you want to get uh, really crazy with it and want us to become the most professional professionals, if you give us, what is it? $600, $600. Mm-hmm. Maddie will join a cult, AKA the Enneagram Society of whatever. It's and, the Archaea, um, Ar- 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 Institute. The Arica Institute, which is, is the- a, a long time dream of hers <laughs> since she was a little girl. She grew up and she said, you know what? When I get older, what I want to do is join the Arica Institute. And you could make that happen with a one-time contribution of $600. Um, yeah, so if you do that, she'll join a cult for you. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're uh, not into that and you just want to tell us how awesome we are or how we're horrible at our not jobs, you can also just find us on social media. We have an email, anything goes at gmail.com. Uh, we have Twitter, we have a Discord, we have a Reddit account where we post our questions of the month. We don't have a Reddit account yet. I, I've just we been don't. posting out Maddie of Maddie has a Reddit account where she posts stuff. You can go fit, you can go Reddit yeah. stalk her and yeah. find and find an, and comment on stuff. Yeah, if you I want. want- my profile is Maddie Monroe. Um, so giving away your alias is here. Kid. Giving away my yeah. alias. I don't mind because I mention the podcast whenever I go. Like all of my questions, like are titled "info for a podcast." But yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you see a post from Maddie Monroe in the Enneagram subreddit, it's me. You will be featured in the podcast. <laughs> your claim to fame Mm -hmm. speaking of our uh our our subreddit questions Mm -hmm. um you want you want to talk about what uh question we post to the broad world of the internet this month yes so our question of the month was specifically for head types which are um fives sixes and seven which is what this episode is going to be about um the head intelligence center and so the question was what is your relationship to conspiracy theories? Do you believe any? If so, what ones? And first of all, before we even jump into the question, I wanted to say it's incredibly interesting um, that so every other time I've posted a question that was aimed at a specific group of people. So like the five, sixes and sevens in the Enneagram subreddit, I would usually get other people answering, you know, like the occasional like nine in the like two question you know um in this question nines well no but like (laughs) but like any like I would always have like an outside someone chiming in something maybe about whatever number we were talking about or just answering it for themselves or whatever this is the only time I've posed a question where I exclusively got answers from the groups I was looking for i only got answers from five sixes and sevens um other people won't admit to fucking with conspiracy theories yeah i i don't know um even though they really do yeah um so uh some running themes that i found when like looking at this is that sixes were the most like um the trends were uh uh, sixes were always the most distrustful, especially after all of the Trump stuff. Um, fives were the most enthusiastic about them, not necessarily admitting to believing in them, but saying that they um, 
found them interesting or like to read about them or um you know something along those lines um sevens um were kind of torn they found them fun to read but also found them kind of dangerous um so um jumping in from there um I think it was I think the most interesting thing about this is that I don't think any um one type is more or less likely to believe conspiracy theories I think we're all equally likely but it's how we get into them um and so I think the five sixes and sevens are more likely to create them and are more likely to be more likely to get wrapped up in them and not really realize how wrapped up in them that they're getting and i think we're the most kind of judgmental about seeing other people and thinking oh they're in a conspiracy theory while kind of sitting back and it's like oh well ours like ours is just logic what do you think i think it's interesting and I guess my question to you would be, because you came up with this question, mm-hmm. why specifically this, I'm, I, is that just going to have you reiterate, like, like, what do you think the relationship is between conspiracy theories and head types? Because I have my own, like, take on it. So for me, what had me thinking about this was, like, the difference between my father and, like, myself and the approach that we take to conspiracy theories so my father kind of like fell down the like trump well if you will um and so like i said the approach to how people get involved into some of these conspiracy theories is different so for my dad um my dad doesn't really believe anything that you read on the internet right but it started with fox news Fox News, TV channel, upright, you know, broadcasting generally tends with his views. So like, of course he should trust him because my father's a one, you know, like that's right. That's good. Black and white. You should believe what Fox News tells you because that's a good. That's their job to tell the truth. Why would Mm -hmm. they lie to you? Yeah. So that I think is how ones get into it, like trusting an incorrect source, right? Or Mm -hmm. like misplacing trust. And I think all the other types would have different reasons for getting involved in them. Um, But I think what the five, sixes and sevens comes from is um, we're all a little bit more removed from our gut and like instinct kind of center. like sevens being the most in touch with it out of all of the head centers. Um, But because we're still removed from it, what happens is we still have those instincts happening and those gut feelings happening. But what happens is in our minds, we like rationalize them and like Mm. think them through and like kind of convert it into facts or well, facts in quotation marks because it's they're not really facts Mm -hmm. um and then i think we separate ourselves because it's a very like intellectual 
like sixes are like oh I don't trust anyone you know like I don't just outright trust authority figures you know I'm very distrustful and like fives are like oh I'm very logical and I would think things you know so we kind of remove ourselves from the term conspiracy theory and remove ourselves from that stigma and like uh, kind of make fun of others who are like believing in conspiracy theories while doing it ourselves. So you were trying to stir up some shit and show head types how uh, hypocritical they are, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, because what happened is <laughs> in myself, I realized I was doing it. I don't think I was doing it to a healthy degree, but then here I am. I'm trying to say that and I'll, I'll tell you my experience with it is so the one um, conspiracy theory that I really like is the Mandela effect, which is there are, a bun- uh, there are a bunch of them, but it's like people misremembering things. Um, and so there are a bunch of conspiracy theories about why that's happening, that the government has changed those words and they like change. So like, for instance, like lots of people remember chartreuse as being red or like a reddish color and um or and then vermilion as like a green color right when in reality it's the opposite and so like that's the one that like really got with me and like fucked with me because it like like I had a vivid memory of like chartreuse being red and like learning that right Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people have those same kind of instances with like the Berenstain Bears or like Kit Kat and things like that So there are a bunch of different theories as a bunch of different conspiracy theories as to why that happens. And so for me, I had watched like Netflix's The Mind Explained and they talked about like how our mind like maps different things and how you can get like stuck in kind of like memory ruts and how memory is fallible. And so I, so here's what I did. I kind of tried to remove myself from it and be like, oh, I'm not like theorizing or anything. I just have a hypothesis. And that's how I mentally removed myself from it. But my hypothesis was that because so many of us are misremembering the same things, there's probably something in the way our brain encodes that information that makes it happen. And so if we studied it with like I don't, I don't know. I'm not a brain scientist. I, I don't fucking know. But <laughs> I, if this hypothesis were handed into the right hands, that there probably be, probably would be something that they would find in the way our brains encode that kind of information with misremembering. And so I got kind of wrapped up in that, trying to find articles to see if anyone had done it or had studied it that way or anything like that. Because it, like, when it happened, like, like when I found out that chartreuse was green, it like really freaked me out. (laughs) Uh So I got kind of wrapped up in it, but I removed myself by being like, oh, I'm, you know, it's not a conspiracy theory for me. I'm just, I'm just creating a hypothesis. Like I know it's not tested or like whatever. I'm going to point to several things. First of all, I want to go back to that. You've got freaked out when you found out that what you thought was fact was incorrect. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that is a key point 
in a lot of this this like conspiracy theory stuff because for me conspiracy theories aren't actually about facts at all you can put whatever facts you want whatever things you want fundamentally it's about belief right Mm -hmm. like why do people why do people believe that's the that's the verb there you believe conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. um so I think it's interesting to talk about it in the context of someone who has built their identity around being um, a a rational or intellectual being Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a a dissonance that I think is inherent in all of the conspiracy theories where there are are juxtapositions of things that like don't things that don't make sense Mm -hmm. constantly and you're asked to believe Um, and I do think that head types like we all spend our time in in that space mm-hmm. that like it can be both this thing and this thing that are contradictory but head types are specifically have like a, an interaction with that space that's very interesting because you do want to have logic reason like logic reason rationale you want things to make sense in a certain way mm-hmm. that um having very complicated answers. I don't know if I'm if I'm making sense here. No, but you're for making me, complete sense to me. At in least. my brain, when you said that, like no, like having something that you knew to be true actually be false, as a fundamentally like altering experience for other people, like that would yeah, like that would shake me up. I'd be like, oh, that's weird, but I wouldn't think anything of it. It wouldn't alter who I am as a person. But um, I think part of the concern and draw is the idea that you don't have actually um you as a five you don't have the information that you need to make an accurate decision Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that happens to a lot of the head types I think you're right because like the sixes if that would happen to a six they'd feel completely insecure in their surroundings and like what is real and what isn't and things like that and it's fundamentally about fear Mm-hmm. right conspiracy theories are always about fear because they're always about the hypothetical mm-hmm. they're always about the potential possibility of a future that you can't know mm-hmm. and that is intrinsically tied to how how fear works which is interesting because i have a quote that i pulled out because i feel like there's the most pushback so i feel like we're the most kind of easily wrapped up or easy to create them you know but there's also the most pushback against the idea that we are just believing conspiracy theories. And so I have a quote here, if I can find it. Um, so um, this person said, um, I, gen- I generally like learning about conser- conspiracy theories. I don't know how many of them I actually believe, but I don't know how many things I actually quote believe anyway i think it's lazy to say something can be debunked by science because 200 years ago science told us that europeans were smarter because their skulls were larger i i say that to say clearly even science is subject to human context gasp i think conspiracies are born of the tension and identity work so when our sense of who we are is threatened we're more likely to believe in conspiracies so this thread should probably belong to twos, threes, and fours. They're the ones with identity issues. 
I agree a hundred percent until the last sentence. Exactly. And that like the removal of like, oh, but I could never have an identity crisis. That's or even a hard that I thing. don't have an identity. Yeah. That can be <laughs> like, if you have something, it can be threatened, right? Yes. And in the very thing where they're just like, oh, conspiracies, whatever, what even is science is very conspiracy theory kind of logic. Um, but n- none of what they were saying was wrong in the well, sense no. that, yes, science is a social construct in, in the way uh-huh. that it's a product of the, so- mm-hmm. like the sociological mm-hmm. context of its time. Mm-hmm. But also that the desire and need to have a solution, mm-hmm. I think, is what draws people to conspiracy theories because mm-hmm. they promise to have answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of the thing about fear mm-hmm. that I was going to get to is like, fear is a complicated emotion because mm-hmm. it's both inherently rational and irrational. Mm-hmm. And th- I think about sixes here because you can be either phobic or counterphobic as a six. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that dichotomy where there's the, there's the dissonance there that you can't mm-hmm. connect those two. You can't accept the fact that your fear is both irrational and rational at the same time, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and so I thought this one was just perfect to sum up that dissonance of like, he apps like in his own, like what he believes he's pulling the like conspiracy theory stuff, but then is like, this should only apply to twos, threes, and fours because they have identity issues. Like that whole like that whole twist was just that cognitive dissonance. Like they were on the same wavelength and then they were like, but this question shouldn't be for us. Like I'm a five, I'm, or I don't remember what their type was. They're like, I'm a head type. You're I'm assuming that they're this. a five because you relate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try and look up what they were, but, um, but I just, I found that one very interesting for that reason. And like, I pulled up um, like another like couple of quotes that are doing kind of the same thing where they're like, so here's a quote. Um, I've never really been interested in conspiracy theories. I don't trust them because they obviously can't be 100% right. Some kind of annoy me, especially if it involves someone that I look up to. Somebody mentioned they believe in aliens. I do too. I also believe in mermaids. I'm a six BT dubs. Um, so this six is like, I don't like conspiracy theories. I don't really trust them. I believe in mermaids though, which for me looking on the outside, I'm like mermaids, what, who believes in mermaids? But then I've got my whole Mandela thing, like sitting here being a Mm -hmm. hypocrite, you know, and trying to separate myself from it. I think, um, I also had the thought about you know, like the Western Enlightenment emphasis on rationality and logic and reasoning as mm-hmm. being the primary modes of like the pinnacle of this is why we're so evolved. Look at us. We can we can do a logic model, you know, <laughs> like this is what humans were made for. God made us to do logic models like um, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wonder. Like anthropology brain going on what this looks like in in other contexts Mm -hmm. and and how that ties into 
the uh, how people feel about their that being that being the central point of their identity, like that being what gives them value or worth is their brain. That would be interesting to look in at it from that way. Yeah. As a, <laughs> I don't know, someone really smart out there, maybe maybe a head type. You're smart people. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely playing to your ego right now, but do a study yeah. and then let us know. Mm -hmm. I'm too lazy to do this study. I'm not going to do it myself. How do you feel about, so for me, I think that five, sixes, and sevens are probably the most likely to create conspiracy theories that will get like long-term runs, you know, like that will end up getting more people into them because I think we could be kind of persuasive with it like look at the logic um and so I don't think it has any correlation personally I think that the creation of conspiracy theories well here's my like little tin hat um that particularly with like the modern stuff we're seeing with QAnon and shit that's like politically motivated so I wouldn't say that there's any I wouldn't assume in like that the person who created it had to also believe it you know I wouldn't assume that they believe it I wouldn't assume that they don't believe it I wouldn't assume that it's even really like all that grounded in facts because it is fundamentally a question of belief and you could get people to believe random wild shit and then throw whatever you want on it after the fact. That's true. Uh, it's aligning with worldviews. And I do think, so the reason I kind of came to that conclusion is because um, like Alex Jones, you know, Alex Gay Frogs Jones turning the freaking frogs gay Jones <laughs> is most likely a six and is added into the group of sixes by the Enneagram Institute. If you go on their website, it has like famous people who are sixes and he is listed in there. And I was going through and like thinking about like other prominent people who like, like, cause I've watched a lot of like Mandela effect videos. All of them are sixes. <laughs> They're all sixes. Um, and so I just, I don't know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if you like took a percentage of like every person who had ever created a conspiracy theory. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, if, it was high, if the highest percentages were in five, six, seven. That is not to say that other types couldn't create them, especially if they did want to pull political strings or things like that. But yeah that those are maybe the people who drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think they're also, I think they can sometimes be the most convincing because they have, they have drunk the Kool-Aid. They're, you yeah. know. And if there are five, a six or a seven, they're not going to be emotionally having drunk the Kool-Aid. Like they're not going to be emotional in their outward, like, how they present it it's going to be still rational but having like completely just facts mm -hmm. yeah like anything uh, is ever just facts mm -hmm. i also um before we leave this i just wanted to um quote 
one of my favorite comments that a person left, which was, this feels like it was written by a heart-centered person, dot, dot, dot. Um, and I think the dot, dot, dot was like them trying to like at me because I have Throw five wings. Like I have five wing four as my like flare. Um, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm heart-centered. Um, and I have no idea how they got that. I don't know. I don't think the way I phrased it was heart-centered either. They felt called out and they wanted to throw shade back. Okay, so moving on to what this video is actually about, because we've spent a long time on that question. <laughs> um, so what are triads? Just to begin with, if you're jumping in and you have no idea what triads are and you're just starting to get into the Enneagram. So there are several different types of triads and it's, um, it has to do with the law of threes and how most like in the Enneagram, we can divide groups of, into groups of threes and those three will have, they'll share the same kind of trait or behavior or something. Um, and so the one, the triads that we're focusing on today um, are specifically the intelligence centers. And today's episode is going to be on the head and fear intelligence center. And it's also important to note that everyone will have access to every single center and every single triad, no matter what triad we're going to, but that the one that is assigned to our type is the one that will um, uh, resonate the most uh, with that person. And that person will have either the most problem with that or use it the most often or depending on what kind of triads you're looking at. And so today with Head and Fear, um, we're going to be focusing on the Head and Fear types, which are five, six, and seven. Um, so, have anything to add? <laughs> no, I think that that pretty much covered it. Yeah. Okay, then I'll just jump into specifically what the head and fear intelligence centers are. So uh, fives, sixes, and sevens tend to be inside our head a lot um, and our main fixation tends to be on fear whether we realize it or not. And so we have a couple different ways that we can interact with that and each type interacts with it differently. Um, but we all in this, in the head center, um, we, some of the things that we share are that, uh, quote, um, we are expressed as a cool energy that relates to rationality, information, ideas, planning and prioritizing. People who are predominantly thinking centered tend to excel at analyzing issues and generating ideas based on a solid understanding of facts. Um, so it can be kind of cool, very rational, um, just kind of in our heads as a head type. Um, and so I have a, a nice quote here about like why we would be fives, like what happened in our development. So quote, at some point in their development, fives, sixes, seven, and sevens feel that they have lost these essential qualities 
that they have lost contact with their inner guidance. They adopt a false belief that they have no inner support or confidence, leading to underlying feelings of fear and anxiety. They see the world as threatening and un as a threatening and uncertain place. So, um, as head types, we then have to compensate for that and adjust and cope. And the way that we cope is, quote, to compensate five, sixes, and sevens, become very motivated to find sources of security and confidence. They try to anticipate and prepare for the future. They spend their time, their time trying to find and maintain a sense of inner guidance and support. These types pursue mental strategies and or belief systems to create a false sense of security against anxiety. Yeah, so that's just kind of a brief rundown. Anything to add? Um, I might, I'm, I'm gonna kind of go on a tangent maybe. Oh. Um, okay. and, and maybe this will lead into our, our discussion of how each of the types interacts with fear. I've shown you the, the emotional cone before, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I, I'm just thinking about, it's not any real conclusions, but maybe more of a question. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've got, so the basic premise of this is you've got a cone of emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And they, uh, it's an emotional circle, but it also tracks depth and intensity. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got some core basic emotions in this circle here. You've got um, rage, vigilance, ecstasy, admiration, terror, amazement, grief, and loathing. And obviously all of your head types are hanging out in that terror, fear, apprehension, you know, mm -hmm. space. Uh, but I'm wondering what the different other flavors are. Cause I feel like people, people dip their toes into like, is that, is that just me where I get the vibes of like sevens are terror mixed with a little bit of ecstasy and sixes are terror mixed with vigilance. But what are fives? I'm trying to find the cone. Give me one sec. Oh, okay, here. I found it. You know, what 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 what's that five sprinkle flavor? All right, so I'm looking at the cone now. And so terror. Obviously, they're it. all hanging out in terror, fear, or apprehension. Apprehension is sort of the lightest version of it, and mm -hmm. it gets deeper. And at deep seated, it's terror. Okay. And so what did you say? Um, I said sevens to me feel like they're hanging out in this terror, admiration, ecstasy bit, right? Okay. Or maybe terror, amazement, ecstasy. And mm. it feels like uh, sixes are hanging out in that terror, uh, vigilance, admiration. But wh what do, where, where are fives? I it's hard for me to clock that. I could see fives in terror and rage. Ooh. and terror Maybe that's why we get along terror and also grief like the terror rage grief and loathing kind of aspect less so the loathing um and the reason i could see that is i go to eight a lot and okay. i have noticed that i sometimes you would you would think that um so when we say growth or integration, it tends to be 
when we're in a good place. But that's not always the case. And the more healthy that we become, the more we can access eight in times of like stress or um, distress. Um, and so I sometimes find that I will go to eight when I am feeling intense feelings of like fear. What's the counterpoint between rage and fear for you? What does the rage give you? Rage is something that I can hang on to instead of the terror. And so we're going to get into this is that we all try to escape that fear in some form. And so for each, um, so like the heart and shame center, they try and escape that shame some way. Um, anger, they try and escape that anger some way and how they express that or whatever. So fives, um, we kind of go inward or like go to eight and we ruminate on it or think on it. But I'm just, I'm thinking about times that I went to eight during like sometimes in incredible times of like distress. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll share this story and I'm going to put a trigger warning in here. Um, so, uh, go to the show notes. If you want to skip this, I'll put where the trigger ends. If you want to look at that. Um, but basically I got drugged at a party once and I was kind of going in and out of like fuzziness. And once I became aware of enough, to be like, this is a very dangerous situation. I am incredibly terrified. I kind of went to eight and like had my pepper spray, was very determined to get away from this person even though they were like following me. Um, and yeah, so like I went to that rage place because it's easier for me to hang on to that than to hang on to the actual fear itself. Because And I can take that away um, from other things. So, like, there's some existential fear that I have about, like, global warming and, like, where this country is going. And it's very easy for me to hang on to, like, rage at the injustice I see. It's easier for me to hang on to that integration point of eight. And I think that what you're clocking with the sevens is they're afraid of future and the afraid of pain. So they like to hang on to that ecstasy and admiration. And sixes are afraid of losing their security. So they like to hang on to like vigilance. What's so terrifying about fear for a head type? Cause it seems to me fundamentally when you're talking about hanging on to other emotions, uh, you're avoiding it. You're afraid of feeling fear. That's true. And I, so other, I might relate to this differently than, than the other head types. So I'll put that disclaimer out there because I am a five. And so I'm kind of putting my own five spin onto those. Um, but I think it's that fear is deeply attached to our, um, 
greatest fears and desires. So like, um, clearly they're all fears for everyone. Um, but like a heart type where their greatest fear is that they are unlovable, that has to do with more shame, right? And outward opinions and things like that. It's less of like an I'm scared fear than uh, like a shame field, fueled fear. Um, and you can kind of track that theme with pretty much all the other types. Whereas with sevens, fear of pain and fear of like missing out and that kind of thing is a more deep-seated like actual like fear fear like terror um fear of insecurity is more of a, a deep-seated fear in the like I could die if I don't have this kind of security or I could face food insecurity or things like this for me my um how I relate to my fear of incompetence and not being capable is that if at any point I'm not capable, um, I kind of immediately go to the worst of what could happen. Like if I don't have the tools to interact with the world around me, the worst possible cases could happen. Um, if I don't have the tools, if I'm incompetent at driving a car, I could crash that car and die or kill other people. So I feel like our fears are more wrapped up in what people would traditionally see as fears. So you took it and notched it up to 11, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think it just has to do with what, like I said, what our fears deal with. So I don't know. And I did, I was reading an article about that. So like it contrasted us with like the shame centers. And that's why I brought up the two where like, because that's essentially what they said was that twos, their fear is less fear. It's more shame because they feel that they're unlovable, which is other people's opinions. Threes fear that they aren't valuable, but that's not going to like cause anybody bodily harm. It's an outward shame direction uh, or, or sorry, threes. I don't know if I, I think I might've said fours, but then fours feel that they don't have like a concrete identity um, or a worthwhile identity, which is shame related. You're not going to really die or have bodily harm happen if you are, if you don't have an identity. So um, moving on to fives, um, which is my type. So that's interesting. So, um, and before we go into that real quick, so for every uh, type in an intelligence center, one of those in the intelligence center is going to be the internalized version. One is going to be the externalized version. And one is going to be the repressed version. So for um, fives, we are the internalized version. Um, and so, quote, type fives react to fear by retreating into their mind and reducing their personal needs. They need to master something to feel safe and tend to observe their surroundings from distance in order to make a clear analysis of the situation. And I do like the way that this quote is phrased because they need to master something to feel safe. And every other thing that we talked about, 
there was never really talking about um, the need to feel safe. So like with twos, they don't want to be lovable in order to feel safe. They want to be lovable in order to combat that fear of shame and right. combat the shame that they have. So whereas the fives, sixes, and sevens, it's literally the need to feel safe. We aren't physical, feel- actual safety. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So um, do you relax we- ever? Yeah, I do. Did um, is that is that a head type? Can you can y'all you, you when when do you feel safe? And see, here's the thing. There are definitely times when there have been periods of just long stretches where I find where like when I finally relaxed, I was like, I literally have not been relaxed in like three months. Like when I finally <laughs> let the tension out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do relax. Um, I have to feel I mean, literally, it's that I I have to feel confident, like I have to feel in kind of like control of like my situation. So for instance, tax season, worst season for me. And it's not like, I fully support taxes. I fully support higher taxes. I will pay whatever taxes you want. Our tax season is so confusing and I don't feel competent. And I am constantly anxious over the fact that I might get audited over my like $12,000 income. <laughs> like they're, yeah, the, the IRS is really gonna audit me and come after right. me for that. But they're gonna come after you. Yeah, for my measly. <laughs> Alyssa is like that with our, so we get, we're, we're both making like not any money right now mm-hmm. and we're on Snap. And she is very hyper vigilant about making sure we observe rules to the letter about what we are supposed to do with it. Just because she is concerned, like, well, if you fuck that up, first of all, they take away your your support, and we do need that. And second of all, it's potentially they make you pay it back. And she's like, I don't, I'm not gonna fucking risk that. No way. <laughs> and that's like me during tax season is just i'm especially this tax season was the worst because um they never sent me my 1099g in the mail and they're like oh we'll send it to you because see i had to change my address Mm -hmm. and then i you know i called in and i'm like here's my new address and they were like okay yeah it's in the system and then i called back in and i was like i haven't received it yet and they were like oh well is this your address and i was like no i've changed it and so they're like, okay, well, we'll put that in the system for you. We'll send it out. And yeah. I call back in again and it's still the old address. And, you know, and so like the third time um, she was like, oh, well, you can just download it online. And the instructions she gave me were wrong. And in fact, in big, bold red letters, it was like, you can't download your unemployment one here. Like you can't do that. And I was like, well, hmm. So it took me a good hour and a half to two hours to actually download this one form. We're in mid-March, like literally taxes were due in like a month from the day I finally downloaded this. And I had been stressed about it for months because I like to get them. As soon as I get all my W-2s, I want to get my taxes in in case there's a problem so they can notify me so I don't have to be audited or anything like that. And I was just stressed. I was, and then I finally finished it and I was like, I can breathe again. 
and my taxes have been accepted and everything is fine and I am relaxed again. And we're going to do it again next January. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think it's interesting. This is another tangent. I take us on a lot of tangents. I'm sorry, but not really. It's a I banter enjoy. podcast, so. I think it's interesting to think about fear. You're, I mean, because I'm, I'm listening to you talk about all this stuff and I'm thinking this is all like anxiety fundamentally is about the future, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and about it, it being unknowable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if we could map, could you map one-to-one future, present, past? Because I think you could. I think you could say head types are about the future, body types are about the present, and heart types are about the past. Oh, 100%. I think there are actually, I think I've read stuff like that of like we're too well then I'm not smart then I just I thought of something that someone else thought about a long time before I did (laughs) I've brought nothing new to the conversation well no you've brought new stuff and we can probably add it to the book that we'll probably keep putting off writing and everything and we'll actually probably end up never writing it now that I'm in a pessimistic mode (laughs) I started thinking about taxes is what happened (laughs) nothing is certain except taxes and death that's exactly. what all head types think. Exactly. Was he, a head type? <laughs> huh? Was he a head type? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I... Oh, taxes. Sorry. Taxes shudder. I, I, got dra- I got dragged back into it. I got derailed. <laughs> we're, we're moving on. Okay. Um, You're in analysis paralysis. Yeah. Um, so here is, I have another quote about fives. So fives tend to overexpress their thinking and substitute thinking for doing. Fives see the world as threatening and uncertain, so they focus their thinking inward, hoping to understand it. Fives believe if they su- sufficiently study the world, they will understand it. Once they understand it, they will have the confidence to act and cope with the outer world. Unfortunately, fives get stuck in the in analysis paralysis, try saying that five times fast, um, where every answer they generate raises more questions, feeling hella called out, um, uh, which they must answer. Like the other members of this center, five seek security because they feel the world is very uncertain. And this quote is too long, so I'm cutting it off there. But yeah, I just feel hella called out by that. I feel like I, every time I get an answer, it's just more questions. It's, I mean, that's good because there's nothing wrong with that, right? I guess not. Especially if I'm it's, in a relaxed state because then those questions aren't necessarily bad. Yeah, but the the problem is if it's leading to anxiety that actively makes you unhappy because you're then so stuck that you aren't allowed to do things yep <laughs> nothing wrong with some questions yep. all right so moving on now we're going to hit sixes the sixes they're the sixes yes and i want to get because you live in six a lot i visit <laughs> i i go on i would call it a vacation but it's more like uh I don't have a good analogy. It's not fun. (laughs) 
vacations are supposed to be fun. <laughs> this is not by choice. Um, I am type nine. I uh, disintegrate to type six. So distant cousins, maybe. Um, sixes are the repressed type. Um, if you look at that Enneagram circle doodad, in the middle is an equilateral triangle. That is the three, six, and nine. They are the center of their respective intelligence centers. So the six is the head, is the center of the head center. Um, and what that means is they are simultaneously the most in tune with and detached from their fear. And this sort of dissonance is literally represented in uh, one of the cool things about sixes that like only sixes really do is that they are phobic and counterphobic. And that means that some sixes um, manifest that fear more directly uh, as visible fear, and some sixes push against the fear in a counterphobic way um, and act out uh, uh, to sort of prove that it it you can't you can't control me. Um, that's my interpretation of it, anyways. That's the six in my brain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, that's um, that's pretty much completely right. Especially both of my siblings are sixes. One's and phobic, one's counterphobic. Yeah, the more I think about it, which is so interesting because even though, like, the counterphobic one like pushes outwardly against authority, they both went into the military to seek that like security of the military authoritarian kind of figure in their life and it's very interesting how they interact however there might be some genderedness to it so for instance my sister is constantly on the verge of getting in trouble with her superiors for back talking um but also she does face a lot more sexism in the workplace whereas my brother is just content to do pretty much whatever like he doesn't have very many complaints. Just living his life. He's just living his life. So that might be gendered, though. I don't know. Because yeah. military well, still military. kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, have... Because they're simultaneously the most in touch and removed from their head center, they have a hard time getting in touch with their thinking and their inner guidance. Um. They focus inward to avoid external threats like their fives, but they have serious doubts. And so they seek reassurance from outside authorities. Um, but you know, when you're when you're just constantly questioning shit, you also start to doubt that. And so it can lead to a lot of back and forth. Um and and this is where you go start talking about your conspiracy theories. Um because fundamentally it comes down to to belief and looking for something to believe in having a clear set of rules and beliefs that allowed them to cope with the anxiety um of feeling constantly insecure in themselves like not as a not in the heart insecureness way but in the actual physical emotional um like everything way um they feel they have to earn that security they feel like they have to um do their part for the authority for it to take care of them uh 
and you have a little thing here about sixes are constantly aware of their anxiety and always react against it. Sometimes they rely on their authority to allay their fears. Sometimes they will courageously confront their fears directly. And that's the phobic counterphobic mm -hmm. sort of dualism. Yeah. You ready to move on to sevens? Yeah. All right, moving on to sevens. You are gonna have a little bit more experience with sevens because you are dating one. I, I am. My current boss is a seven though, so maybe I can bring in we some of that. Seven. And I also go to seven. We can tag team this. Yeah. They're very external. Mm -hmm. So what happens I'm with seven? Afraid of being hurt in any way possible. Can I, can I share a story about yes. my partner? I think it's funny. I don't, well, I, that's mean. Um, I, I was an athlete throughout uh, uh, most of my life up through college. I played uh, college athletics, um, very used to working out. My partner's very not used to it. And she was doing some housework, fixing our sink because I don't have any handy capabilities. She is very competent though. Um, and she was squatting to fix the sink and her legs were sore. And she was texting me during work, like my legs are broken. This sucks. I hate this. So, you know, she was just she was just complaining about it a lot, you know, because it's like sevens in pain. Mm -hmm. So this morning I went out and bought her a foam roller and I was like, here, just roll out, roll out your legs. It's fine. Just just roll them out. Roll them out. Um, Very cute. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's the level of and, and not to say that all sevens don't do exercise and stuff, but that's the level of like, I don't want to feel any discomfort in my body. <laughs> not even muscle soreness which is very interesting because i would like to see how all the types interact with exercise i think so my six siblings both were very into sports it's about yeah. the teamwork it makes the dream work i don't necessarily know that it's that for them That's i what think possessing physical strength for a six can be very appealing because then you don't necessarily need outward physical support, you know, you've kind of, because I don't know, both of my siblings are very into working out. They've always been very into working out. Um, and I don't know, that could just be them. That could very much just be them. But I'm trying to think like of like. Sixes that I know. Yeah. I don't know. If you are a six, chime in. How do you relate to exercise? Do you. Send us an email. Tweet at us. If, mm -hmm. tweet tweet us your type and and how you feel about exercising mm -hmm. um as a five um i love certain types of exercise i love tennis it was very head oriented i love hiking it's very it gets me into my mind i also biking um i don't have as much experience person? with biking i think i would I like feel it. like you would like it. It's kind of like running, except mm -hmm. you get to go more places. Yeah. And that's the one thing I do. So I have kind of figured out how to like push myself into like eight mode, you know, mm -hmm. and that is listening to like rap music, specifically like girl. Have you heard of Ash Nico? No. Um, I'm going to send you some of her songs, but I will listen, especially like stupid boy like i will listen to that and it sends me straight into eight mode and i i don't know 
I really like listening to it and then I will go and like run and like it kind of just forces me into my body I guess um but I can't be like unless I'm in eight mode I'm not into like heavy exercise and even then I can only stay in heavy exercise mode for like short bursts while I'm still in eight and I'm still like vibing with the music at this point it's been over a year since I've been in a gym and I am at the point where I'm like I might bite the bullet and spend the hundred bucks a month if it means I get to go back to exercising is that like your do you not have like a planet fitness near you we have stuff but like I like you know it it's at their gyms and previously I didn't trust it because it was COVID mm. um mostly uh and and I'm I work in education, so I'm in the process of getting vaccinated. Uh, but I just like, for me, I cannot get myself to exercise if I don't have some sort of, I need to tap into the three, two. Mm. Like, I need to tap into having people look at me, ah. which seems so vain. But like, that's why sports was great for me because I would show up and I would be like, you know what, Caden? you're a leader on the team. You're going to go there. You're going to be energetic. You're going to pump other people up. You're going to come into it with the mindset that this is what you do. Mm. And that makes it so much easier, but there's nothing, there's no reason for me to do that. Like it's just my living room, you know? Yeah. I can go lay on my couch. Yeah. And I, I find the exact opposite helpful. Like I don't want anyone to watch me when I'm working out. I kind of feed off of it. I'm a little bit uh, narcissistic like that. I'm jiggly, so that might be a little bit. <laughs> I, I think it also probably has something to do, though, with like how you grew up and what kind of stuff you like. Like Alyssa didn't do any sports stuff growing up. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and her parents didn't push her into it. And uh all all the like fitness stuff that she got was gym class where they like were like run a mile but well we won't teach you how to stretch you know like yeah oh my you know, god I the the way that. that people interact with wellness mm-hmm. uh is just you know is different depending on where you're coming from this is a very off topic way to say sevens may or may not really like exercise because <laughs> <laughs> They, um, they are, are, uh, uncomfortable with any sort of unpleasant, uh, uh any sort of un- un- unpleasantness, emotional pain, grief, anxi- uh, you know, it's just, they will, they will do whatever they fucking can to avoid that. Which gets us into how they are the external type because they want to avoid pain at any and all costs. So they will externally pursue things that result in pleasure or fun and enjoyment. And so um, I have a quote here. Sevens tend to underexpress their thinking and substitute doing for thinking. Uh, Sevens see their inner world as threatening. Um, Issues of sadness and loss and grief cause great anxiety. Sevens avoid dealing with these issues by fleeing their inner world um, and trying to keep preoccupied with the outer world. As a result, they focus their thinking outward. 
keeping their mind busy with new plans and ideas. But yeah, so they the uh, I I highly relate, and I've seen happening the in the underexpress your inner thinking. But ex exactly in the opposite way where Alyssa knows that she does this and she'll, so what she'll do is she'll try to compensate by explaining a lot. Mm. Uh, and then you'll get to the point where like, I, I get it. It's fine. I can, I can deal with it. It's okay. I got it. You know? And she's like, no, no, no. But I, like, I want to make sure that like, you, know, you get, mm -hmm. you like, I'm, I'm, I'm communicating well. <laughs> like, dare, dare. It's okay. All right, so let's move on to some challenges and strengths. So some challenges for each type. So fives, we can be detached, isolated, overly intellectual, withholding, and we can hoard. Um, that goes back into our like fixations and sins and stuff. Um, sixes. Avarice. Yeah, avarice. Sixes can be anxious, hypervigilant, pessimistic, contrary, overactive, and or have an overactive imagination. I did also read that because it was cut in the line as overactive and imagination. Sixes, yeah. <laughs> negative imagination, apparently. <laughs> um, sevens can be self-absorbed, dispersed, uncommitted, impatient, unrealistic. Oh, that uncommitted kind of just popped up because my boss my current boss right now I'm not sure how many times she's been married at least two and she's got a boyfriend now um but like she just wanted to have her life like we were talking today about how one year she was just like fuck it I'm moving to Ireland and just lived in Ireland for a year and then just noped back and she's had so many different jobs um where like she just works at it till she gets i guess bored i guess it's more like she she's got a wing oh yeah oh yeah i think the six wing like really changes everything because you're just so anxious about security that you're like i'm actually not gonna do a lot of the things that i want to do because i bad things could happen mm, but yeah so she has the eight wing so like actually gets her out she's i love working with her because it like we both kind of meet at seven and sometimes at eight with her like wing and my integration point and it's just we vibe <laughs> nice um i i don't work with any sixes or threes or anything mm -hmm. oh my I god a two and a one and I think that she's a five to eight, but I've been questioning lately whether she's an eight going to five. Mm. If my boss were younger, because she's in her sixties mm -hmm. now, if she were younger, we would tear it up. Like, uh, I was really not expecting her to be in her sixties. I thought she was like in her thirties or something. No, but like the the stories I've described to you about her before sound like she's much younger because she just goes. No, she's she's like sixty some. Like damn, yeah. I wish I could say that I wanted to be. I want to be that cool when I'm sixty something, but really I don't. I want to own a house. I do want to own a house. 
Um, that's my big goals and dreams. That's the six coming through. Uh, <laughs> Taxes. All right. So um, strengths. Um, fives are scholarly. Stroking my ego right now. Um, perceptive. Yes, I am. Thoughtful. I mean, if you say so self-reliant yes oh this okay our next episode is on tri-types and i need to make sure that i pull this over to pull it over for evidence in the tri-types anyway self-reliant <laughs> dependable respectful and calm in a crisis which is very weird because we often get that we're not good at making decisions in crisis like that's i think a, a stereotype of us but i think i'm as long as like, long as it's someone else's crisis, you're fine. Yes, as long as it's someone else's crisis, I'm fine. I can be objective. I'm good. I'm cool in a crisis. Um, when it's my crisis, I'm still fairly calm on the outside. Like, I've retreated in. I'm like, let's, got to figure this out. We may have to do it fast. It's more the time crunch on me. The bigger the time crunch, the more anxiously, like, the more anxious I present outside. All right. So sixes are perceptive, sensitive, loyal, warm, witty, courageous, and they have great strategic thinking. Um, like Ronald Weasley. Yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. Ronald, listen. Ronald is a three. We've had this conversation like five times before. I can never remember. Yeah, I don't know if we've actually had it on the podcast. Um, we should actually do an episode where we discuss the types. Um, because I... So, most of the time, if anyone has a theory about, like, a character in, like, a movie or something, I'm, like, very lenient because I think a lot of it is guessing their motivation based on their behaviors. Mm-hmm. For Ronald Weasley, he Joanne's pretty heavy-handed with that. Well, the thing is, no, he gets we we see his deepest desire. He tells us when he looks into the mirror of Irised, mm -hmm. and when he looks into that mirror, his greatest desire is to be seen as having achievements. He's holding the house cup. He's head boy. He wants to be seen and recognized. And so I, this is the only character I will throw hands about. Ron Weasley is a three. He just He's not might very be, good at being a three, is he? No, well, he might just be well integrated because like he goes to six. <laughs> He's well integrated? Well, I, yes and no. I think he goes to six a lot. And I think that's why people get, because I think Harry and having that sense of family brings sixness out of him in that growth. Like he does go to growth. He's willing to sacrifice for Harry and stuff like that. But he is very much a shame focused, image focused person. I'll buy the, I'll buy the shame image mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. You've convinced me. <laughs> I wanted to give you a hard time. <laughs> but sevens on this on the seven sevens adventurous playful imaginative energetic optimistic quick thinking all right 
And then some advice for the head types, which I don't know why I even included this. It's just because I kept finding advice for different types, but they've all been the same. It's always just be in the moment. And so like for fives, it's like stop and assess your feeling and your gut instinct and try and just separate it. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's like the advice for humans, period, I think. Yeah, that's honestly, that's most of Enneagram advice. So I'm not going to unless there is very pertinent advice that I can give, I probably won't add that section in to the other um, uh, triads. Well, here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. I stole your line. Isn't that your line? Yeah. Here's the thing. The, Here. When we were in Japan, because um, like a lot of people, English wasn't their first language, so they would pick up more easily on like little ticks that we have. Yeah. And mine were, here's the thing and listen. Listen. Um, <laughs> listen. Listen. <laughs> Our next episode is going to be on tri-types. Um, so I, I had thought of I thought we would just leave the question of the month open to like, what is your tri-type and how do you feel about them? If you, I think that that's also a good spot to sort of like what, but tri-types, yay, nay, mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What? So do you believe in tri-types? And if you do, what's your tri-type? Yeah. yeah. So we'll just wrap up there. Leave us a review, comment on our YouTube videos, tweet at us, email us. Honestly, we just crave human contact, so. Oh, what a mood. <laughs> Any form of human contact. Bye. Bye.